This is the BroStorm Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining us. On this week's episode, we do a little best bets as always, but before that, we get into the NFL playoff picture, and at the end, we're going to tackle the age-old question, who would you rather be, Nathaniel Hackett or Cliff Kingsbury? Stay with us throughout. It's BroStorm Sports. With your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into BroStorm Sports. It is Monday, December 26th. We just got done seeing the Chargers beat the Colts and clinch a playoff spot. It is also the day after Christmas. So how are we doing today, fellas? How was your Christmases? Merry Christmas, fellas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Is there anything else we're supposed to say? Did you say that? New Year's? I might have missed that. That's that's a separate holiday, but yeah. It's still a holiday. Also, it's my favorite holiday. Also, New Year's Eve. Also doesn't happen for like six days. Um, so yeah. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. It's a ha- Merry know. Happy New Year's and then New Year's Eve is just something <laughs> that happens. It's just an excuse to get drunk, basically. Yeah. Uh one thing All I right. did want to point out, um, Intern P did win his 11th place game in our family fantasy league this week. So. I saw that he beat he beat my wife Kelsey Bushka. Uh, congratulations, Intern P. Not last place. I didn't know you're gonna come up firing today. Uh, I'm doing all right. I feel like we've been having Christmas for like eight days straight here over at the Bushka household. All my kids are spoiled. Um, too many presents. I'm tired of giving out presents. Tired of Christmas music. Jamez wants me to be very argumentative, um, so I'm ready to bro storm with you guys. Talk some football. Intern P, how you doing? Good. My uh, my Christmas was swell. Nice to see the the fam um, on my my dad's side. Haven't seen them in a while. Uh, I got some cool gifts, so I'm still at that age where I get some gifts. Uh, it's kind of weird. I'm in a weird little age right now for Christmas. Yeah, I'm at that age where I get gifts still, too. Um, I don't think I bought anything for Intern P. And his grandparents gave me, uh, a.k.a. my mother and father-in-law, gave me a few good things. So I'm excited. I got a, uh, I got a two-pack drill set, which I feel like is just kind of like giving your wife a vacuum cleaner for Christmas. It's like, it's like do some projects. You're never going to have any fun anymore. Yeah. But uh, exciting stuff. So there's two. I, I will say, sorry, just one last Christmas banter because intern P made me think of it. Maybe my one of my most enjoyable moments of the last couple of days was I was flipping through some of the uh, Bushka family pictures from Thanksgiving. And I came to the picture with all of the kids. And it was like my two-year-olds, my four-year-old, Seth's. 11 year old and then intern P <laughs> intern P in the kids picture. He's like 30 and then he's hanging out with my two year olds. So you got, you got that going for you. Intern P. <laughs> yeah. I'm just holding it up. Hold on. Once I get a wife, I'll be able to be a, an adult. So that's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Yeah. No, your wife's going to be in the kid pictures as well. She has that to look forward to. 
it's the next generation down. It's kind of in a split generation there. Yeah, so as I mentioned off the top, the Chargers clinch a playoff spot tonight. Um, we've got two weeks left in the NFL season, and there are only eight teams, four in each conference, eliminated from the playoff picture completely, which leaves a lot of spots up for grabs. Um, two teams in the AFC have clinched their divisions. That's the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. So the AFC North and AFC South are still up for grabs. And two teams in the NFC have clinched their division. Uh, the Vikings and the 49ers and the Eagles didn't quite get it done, but are very close, which leaves the NFC South up for grabs. And then obviously the wild guards on both sides. So let's start on the AFC side and let's start with the uh, AFC North. Do you guys see the Bengals just pretty much locking that down or, or do the Ravens still have a chance there? I thought that, I mean, I thought the Bengals were easily, you know, in the top tier of AFC teams, cream of the crop. Then they almost um, shat themselves at the, at the end of that game against the Patriots. The Patriots somehow are like the worst coach team in the week, in the league, by the way. I know we had uh, Bill Belichick's funeral on the show last week, um, but they, they had first and goal inside the five line, five, five yard line to go ahead on the Bengals. Um, and, and blew that, which again, good for my Vegas bet. Um, bad for the Patriots. Yeah. I think, I think the Bengals wrap it up. I mean, I, I selfishly am really hoping that they beat the bills. I think it's a Monday night game next week. Um, I'm selfishly really hoping they beat the bills. And to be honest with you, I think at this point, um, the Ravens probably just rest Lamar Jackson and get him healthy, healthy for the playoffs. If, if, if you're smart. Yeah. But do you. Do you want Lamar Jackson to just go into the playoffs without having played in six weeks? I mean, that's a good point. Probably not. Um, but the but the AFC is weird because I and I know we'll talk about the AFC South, but I think you almost would rather have the five seed than the three seed in the AFC because if you're the three seed, um, you're probably playing the Chargers, who look tough again tonight are starting to get healthy. Whereas if you're the five seed, you go into either Jacksonville or Tennessee and play probably a worse team than you. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the, the chargers would still be in play to move up to that five seed though. Um, m making the Bengals or the Ravens, the six seed. Cause they're sitting there with nine wins now at nine and six, only one game back of the Ravens at 10 and five. So yeah. That, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The other yeah. uh, thing in the AFC. Hey. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, as long as we're on the AFC North, do we? Is it worth talking about the Steelers at all? I mean, not so so not for the not for obviously winning the North, but they're not out of it for for a playoff spot. I was starting to think for most of that game, and it's maybe because I bet on the Steelers to cover th uh, two and a half that no one on the team liked Franco Harris as much as everyone thought that they liked Franco Harris. Um, <laughs> but well, it turns out in the fourth soon. quarter, they did. <laughs> um, well, you know, I just was, I was listening to all the pundits being like, Oh, they're going to come out and really stick it to the Raiders because everyone loves Franco Harris. And then it was like 10 to three in the fourth quarter. Um, so I started to think maybe the current players didn't care as much about it, but Anyways, they still have a shot. They still haven't had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. Um, I kind of hope they get in. So 
Yeah, I was going to bring them up in this next portion of the conversation, which is the Dolphins, by losing to the Green Bay Packers, not only keep the Packers' hopes alive in the NFC, but that brings the Dolphins down to 8-7 and seven in the seventh spot, and it brings a whole slew of other teams back into play. There's four teams at 7-8 and eight right now, actually five, if you include Jacksonville leading the AFC South. But then the other four right behind the Dolphins are the Patriots at seven and eight, the Jets at seven and eight, and also the Titans and the Steelers. So it, all those teams have wild card chances, and even that AFC South loser now has a chance to potentially get in as a wild card because with two in concussion protocol, the Dolphins could easily lose two more games and completely play them their way out of the playoffs. Yeah, is there a um? There should probably be some type of rule about like number of concussions you can have in a season before you just don't get to play anymore, right? And has Tua hit that number yet? I, if there's not a rule, they should put one in place. Um, and I think Tua would have hit the number by this point. Yes. Yeah. Do do we do we think that? Perhaps they're just faking the concussion to cover up the fact that he threw four very idiotic picks in the fourth quarter. Well, that's what I don't. How many throw? Three? Their last three drives all ended in picks. And what I don't understand is, is like he finished the game, obviously. He was throwing picks every drive, so you know he was out there. When When did the hit happen that put him into concussion protocol? And how does this, like, how does this happen after the game? Where was the independent neurologist this time during the game? I and I haven't seen a whole lot on like when they're saying he ended up in concussion protocol. Yeah. They seem to they seem to be able to slide by on that. I'm sure Mike McDaniel's gonna tell a few jokes and redirect any question he gets about it. Are you uh did you just talk trash on Mike McDaniel? No, it's actually a compliment. It's a compliment. I I I love, it's not a surprise, and this shouldn't be surprised to the listeners that I love Mike McDaniel. All right, intern P, rapid fire here real quick. Um, you've got the AFC South champion that'll get in the playoffs, and you got the Ravens and Chargers have clinched playoff spots. Who gets the last wild card spot in the AFC? I'm worried. <clears throat> I'm worried about the Dolphins a lot. I don't know what changed. Uh, I mean, they have Jalen Waddle and two, or... Tyreek Hill, the two of the best wide receivers in the league. I think they're dead. I know I'm calling it now. They're dead. I Yo, think man. that. I think that the Titans are going to get in. Still, they uh, actually have a last that week. Eighteen is against the Jaguars, and it's basically winner gets in there. And I think the Titans just have the Jags numbers, so I'm going with the Titans yeah, for that yeah. last spot. Yeah, but dude, the but Titans that would mean they get the- by the Cowboys. Yeah. Next week. If the Titans get in by way of beating the Jaguars, though, they'll be the division champions. So that doesn't answer the question of who gets that last wild card spot. Yeah, that's on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the L on that one. Yeah. I'm gonna I go know. with the Jets then. I'm gonna go yeah, with the Jets. I think Inter P is drinking as much as he was last week, but he's still not on the top of his game. I okay. Yes, you're right. It's tough out here. But I'm gonna go with the Jets here. I'm looking at the percentages right now. They actually only have a 14% chance to get there, but I just can't say the Patriots because of your bet. So it's between the, the Patriots Jets. and the Jets, basically, and the, the Dolphins. Jets actually, I don't mind that pick because they have the Seahawks next week, and then they play the Dolphins the last week of the season. The problem is, like, 
the Jets just lost to the Jaguars 19 to three and couldn't score at all. So they kind of control their own destiny, but I don't think anybody thinks they're any good right now. They just need Mike you know, White in. That's that's yeah. what they need. I don't know why they took him out. I think he's hurt, but I don't think he was really that hurt. You know what's wild, Sasha? When you like I'm sitting here looking at all these teams that Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, uh Steelers, Titans. Like that, like none of them are any good. I I can't yeah. like I can't pick a team that I think is good enough. And I mean, it would be the Dolphins, obviously. But Tua, like without Tua, you know, I I don't think they they're not going to win next week in New England. So maybe it's the Patriots. But honestly, like you're you, it, I used to be worried about the Chiefs getting the two seed. Now I'm sitting there saying they're gonna they're gonna play one of those teams and just slaughter them. Yeah, and honestly. Um, we only talked about it for you talked about it for a second already, but the Steelers play the Browns the last week of the season. Granted, they have the Ravens next week, so they could be in a precarious position if they lose that game, but they probably have the most winnable week 18 game. Yeah, for sure. And, and they might not, they might be playing Tyler Huntley next week. So I would love for it to be the Steelers and get chief Steelers again, that first weekend of the playoffs and <laughs> make Jay Miz cry after another 30 point win. All right, let's, uh, yeah. Jamie has some weird allegiances. Terrible towels. Makes good TikTok videos, though. Horrible picker. We'll yeah. get to that in Best Bets next next segment. Um, switching gears over to the NFC a little bit. Um, don't wave that terrible towel at me. We've got, uh, we've got, obviously, the Vikings and Niners have clinched their divisions. Tampa Bay is somehow staying in first place, and they they had to win this week to stay ahead of two six and nine teams. The Panthers and the Saints both somehow got wins as well, and then um, the Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot as one of the wild cards, assuming they don't catch the Eagles, who would have to lose out, and the Cowboys would have to win out. So I think that's unlikely. And then the last two teams holding wild card spots right now are the Giants and the Commanders at eight six and one and seven seven and one. So first of all, does Tampa hold on for the NFC South? I mean, I think they do, only because they have Tom Brady and he seems to be able to pull games out of his ass in the fourth quarter, and there's no one else there that's good. I mean, but it's basically a it's basically a pick 'em between them and Carolina. They they are at home. Um, so I mean, you're asking me to take Sam Donald over Tom Brady, and I just can't do it right now. Yeah. Says they have a seventy eight percent chance to make the playoffs here. So yeah, well, you kinda have to take your take your odds there. The Bucks and the Panthers play this week, and i mean it's basically gonna come down to that because the Panthers beat them the first time. So if they win, they will have the two and oh tie break over them and they'll be tied in the standings at that point the panthers would be in the driver's seat although the bucks play the falcons week 18 and the panthers play the that makes for good podcasting material when i'm trying to figure out who the panthers play week 18 the saints the saints, the saints. so so all all of those teams play each other these last two weeks, all four division teams. So it's really just all going to come down to who can beat who. And I think I would agree that Tampa Bay is probably the best equipped just based on having Tom Brady. But I mean, but they they are 
um, I don't know. The fact that they were down by 10 points in the fourth quarter against a Cardinals team led by Trace McSorley is just, it's bad. So we're going to do a little would you rather in the last segment, but a little teaser on that. Would you rather be the Panthers or the Bucks right now for, I guess, include this season a little bit, but just moving forward in general? I'd rather be the Panthers 100%. They've got a they've got a better roster one like one to fifty three I I would say pretty easily, um and and Brady, if this isn't his last year, it probably should be like he's on his way out. The Bucks need, need a quarterback, which they don't have. So neither team or sorry, the Panthers need a quarterback, which they don't have. But I'd rather be the Panthers. Yeah, and the Panthers got a decent haul in the Christian McCaffrey deal, and like the Panthers traded away a lot of their good players in the middle of this year, and they still seem to have a better roster than the Bucks, and they're going to have a lot of draft picks coming up. Um, but I'm supposed to be argumentative. So I thought for sure you were going to ask who 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 would you rather have, Trace McSorley or Malik Willis? I mean, I think we all know the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah, Trace McSorley. I'd rather have my house set on fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh that's let's mean. that's meme. It it, it was mean. These are people. They're people especially Sasha, in the parents. In the Christmas parents. I saw him in the crowd like last that. night. All right. Real quick on the NFC and regardless of Trace McSorley's non-orphan status. Let's talk about the NFC playoffs. Um Seahawks, Lions, Packers. They're all sitting at seven and eight, a half game back of the Washington Commanders. Do you see any of those teams jumping into that last playoff spot? And if so, which one do you like? I really hate to say this, but I I think it's going to be the Packers. I was on the Lions. I just can't be on them after the Panthers shelled them by like 30 and ran for a million yards. And that game was never even close. Um, I'm very confused about that outcome. The Packers beat a good Miami team in Miami with Tua. Um, and the Seahawks, like I wanted, I want to take the Seahawks, but they could really only score three points against the chiefs and everyone, even the Broncos scores like 30 against the chiefs. So, I mean, it, we'll see. It's going to come down to that Seahawks-Jets game this weekend, which um, looks a little saucy from a line perspective. Um, I think that game's in Seattle. They, they play tough in Seattle. So if, if they win that game, it's probably the Seahawks. But I'm, I think I'm taking Packers. So I'm looking here at what the, the commanders have coming up. Here's the problem for all three of those seven and eight teams. Tiebreakers aren't going to come into play because of the ties. Uh, but the commanders play the Browns at home, which they should be able to win. And then they play the Cowboys week 18, who's pretty much guaranteed or not. The Cowboys are going to be locked into the five seat by the time they play that game. So there's a good chance they're not really trying to win. And that could be the commander's ticket to the playoffs. Otherwise, I'd say it comes down to um, the winner of the Lions Packers game week 18. Uh, if the Cowboys still have something to play for, let's say the Eagles lose this weekend and the Cowboys win, and there's still a potential chance that they can win the division, then it looks a lot tougher for the Commanders. But I think the NFC picture is going to look exactly like it looks right now when it's all said and done, which is 
Eagles, Vikings, Niners, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders when it's all said and done. So that's that's kind of my take on it right now. The Packers are doing everything they can to work their way back into it, but I I don't quite see them getting there. Do you think you brought up the Commanders and playing the Cowboys week 18? Do you think there's any chance the Saints beat the Eagles this weekend without Jalen Hurts? No, the Eagles played pretty well against the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew. They obviously didn't get the win, but I think they have enough to beat the Saints, whether Jalen Hurts plays or not. Yeah. All right. What did you, just because I'm, I'm feeling like you're about to transition us out of this segment, Sasha. What did what did you guys think of the um, the NFL going super aggro? Like we're just gonna dominate every other league and had games for like five straight days. Like I personally loved it. It was like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like NFL games every day. And I don't know about you guys, but like just having three NFL games on yesterday made me basically not really care about any of the NBA games. Um, which is what, what I think the NFL was trying to do. So I don't know. It's like, I thought it was a pretty amazing, uh, cherry on top of Christmas, if that's the right way to put it. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I think, uh, everybody's making a big deal about the NFL playing on Christmas. Like just Christmas was on a Sunday this year. So kind of goes that way. Even if it was on a Saturday, they would play then too, because they always play Saturday games this time of year. Cause college is done. Uh, but just kind of the way the schedule fell this year and, and the NFL, like, will will in some cases acquiesce to other leagues, but they're not going to like change around their schedule to try to help other leagues. Like they're, they know they're the dominant force and they're going to take every opportunity they can to show it. Have you guys seen any, maybe, uh, intern P can do some of his actual intern duties over the break and. I'd be curious to see how ratings came out yesterday, NBA versus NFL. Yeah, I'm not sure if really those would be out yet, but intern Pete, check that out during the break. On the other side, we're going to get into the fan favorite, everybody's favorite best bet segment. See how we did last week. See what we have going next week. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment, Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into BroStorm Sports, where we found out in the break that... There are no ratings numbers yet for the NFL and NBA games on Christmas Day, but it's safe to assume that the NFL dominated. Um, I, I, I learned during the break, well, I learned actually a lot of things about Intern P during the break, but one thing I would just tell general listeners is don't ever trust the numbers your intern gives you um, unless you have a higher quality intern than we do. I, I, um, yeah, uh, I, I respect that a lot, Scott. Thank you so much for that. Um, if any other podcast are listening and need other intern, just hit my line. Uh, 
<laughs> pouring himself out. <laughs> All right. Let's get into best bets a little bit. Scott, how we do last week? Um, we did average. Jameis did shitty. Um, <clears throat> let me break it down for you. Sasha, you were one and one. You had the Chiefs Seahawks to go over 49. It didn't come close. I bet you weren't counting on negative five degree wind chill when you made that bet. Um, so you lost that one. You also had Tennessee, or excuse me, Houston to cover seven against Tennessee, which they won outright. So Sasha one and one for the week. He's 16 and nine on the season. Interim P is nipping at his heels as much as we make fun of him. Um, P had the Steelers to cover three against the Raiders. Um, that was a push. They won by three. And then P had uh, the Bengals to cover three and a half against the Patriots, which thanks to two missed extra points, a missed two-point conversion, and a fumble inside the five-yard line, the Bengals cover. So P was um, 1-0-1 this week. That brings him to 14-9-3 and overall. So, Sasha, he is... <coughs> Sorry, you're 16-10. and He's fourteen nine and three, so he's he's catching up to you pretty. What's close. the win percentage on that? I we should do some math. What what, is, what does that even equal? Uh, why don't you figure it out during the break? We'll, oh, see, if, we'll yeah. see if we get it right. I'm pretty smart, so. Um. All right. I was like every week. It seems like I was one and one. I had um the Jaguars on Thursday night to cover one against the Mike Whiteless Jets which they did handily. Uh, and then I had Chicago to cover eight and a half against the bills. They were up at halftime and then lost by like 50. So I was one and one that brings me to 11, 14 and one on the season. And then I'm, I'm almost sad to even report this, but James um, went Owen two again. Um, like we said, everyone remember, he's better at TikTok videos than he is at making picks. He picked the Lions to cover two against the Panthers. Uh, they did not. I think they lost by 25. And then he picked the Vikings to cover four and a half against the Giants. They also did not cover. Um, that brings uh, Jameis to 1-8-1 one, and one on the season. Um, I don't know if he's betting his actual picks, but it's a good way to lose... Uh, any small amount of income that Brostorm is producing. Hi, hi, couple of takeaways. Um, I hope he's not betting his actual picks. Also, do we have to count Jay Miz's into our like overall show totals since since he's not on air talent? Um, because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he's bringing the average. Say down. no, just because it, we can't. For our credibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, last thing, my win percentage is 615. Pearson's is 608, so I still got him by percentage Ooh. points. I did some quick math. Mm. You mm. were in trouble this week, bucko. Oh, yeah. It, Sasha, if you want to know without Jameis, we're at we're 41, 32, and 4 mm. on the year. That's pretty good. It's pretty sorry, 41, 33, and four. If you must know, if we added Jay Miz in, we'd be 42, 41, and five, which still pretty good. Just lost the juice. <laughs> That's it. All right. 
Um, hey, one. Hey, can I can I ask you guys if you heard one other thing before we make picks? Yeah. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this dude, the Chief Saholic? This is courtesy of my uh, sister in law. She sent me an Instagram post, uh, Mrs. Katie Yonker, um, about this dude who's coming to the Chiefs games in the same mask that he's robbing banks in, and then it got him caught. <laughs> yes, I did hear about it. He's he's got to be NFL Your fan of the year, right? Yeah, apparently he was uh, robbing banks. To fund his chief's habit, his chief's aholicism. <laughs> and he's like the third chief super fan who's been arrested this year. So for, for they were all other people were also robbing banks. No, there was a there was a whole thing with the chief sacks and a couple other guys that were just like, I think just general tomfoolery, like vandalism, beating each other up and stuff like that. They were not robbing banks. <laughs> Well, Tom Foolery or shenanigans? Which which one is it? Both. Explain to me the difference, I mean, intern P. <laughs> that's 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 for you to interpret, and me just to ask the question. But that dude does have a future yeah, on the Chiefs yeah, to win the Super Bowl. They do have. He does have a future. So if he win, if the Chiefs win, he's out of jail for a bit. I'm just telling you that right now. Wait. Winning a future bet gets you out of jail. Post, post is bail how, is how it works. Post bail, post bail. No, he was supposed to bail. I didn't know that was. I, I didn't know that, that logic. was the law. No, it's like a hundred thousand dollar bet. No, he's you fine. Bet, yeah, he's fine. Out. I don't know yeah, if you can right. like legally cash a bet that you use bank robbed money to place. Like that right, might be right. null and void in the casino. <laughs> <laughs> they might not right. let him post his well, bill with that. Money. You know what? At least he's a Chiefs fan. Exactly. Um, did you know? All right. Last last thing I'm going to say before we make our bets is uh, I I placed a bet on Mahomes to win the MVP when he was plus 200. Just saying. I'm pretty happy about it right now. Yeah, I saw that he went to like minus 500 uh, after the games this weekend, which kind of surprised me because like what did Jalen Hurts do besides just not playing a game that his team lost? And he was the favorite before this week. So I, I didn't feel like Mahomes really did anything that warranted that big of a leap. But I have I have seen that he's a heavy favorite at this point. Yeah. Inter P, why don't you lead us off with some picks? All right. You're scared, by the way. Just admit you're scared. Just a bit. Yeah, that's why I'm letting you go first. Okay, cool. I'm so scared. Okay. I, I'm, I'm giving just you the whole order. field to choose from. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. So my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, the Minnesota Green Bay game. And I'm going to ride with the hot hand here of my boy Aaron Rodgers, my uh, <laughs> the the Pat McAfee guy. You know, he's on there all the time. And I really like them. Aaron Rodgers, your boy? Yeah, we're boys. We we do some ayahuasca together out in the, out in the fields one day. Uh, so I'm going to go the Green Bay Packers. Because I think this is like a basically a primetime game for Kirk Cousins. And we know how he is. Primetime Kirk. Not that good. So I'm going to roll with the Vi- with the Packers minus three at home against the Vikings. And then my second pick, I'm going to go with another hot, hot, uh, hot team in the San Francisco 49ers. Minus five and a half versus the Raiders. Uh, the 49ers, 
stomped this week, and the and the Raiders looked terrible. So I think that's a easy pick. It's a cheese line, and I am eating the cheese, and I will not be caught by the trap. Can we talk about how disrespectful that line is to the Vikings? I mean, like, but we we've said this a million times about the Vikings, but they're what eleven and three, twelve and three, and against a seven and eight team, and they're three point dogs. Vegas hates the Vikings. Vegas uses a lot of those advanced metrics and stuff, though, like yards per play, point differential, and all that. And like that's why the Chiefs are always because a lot of games like hinge on turnover margin. And the Chiefs haven't been really good in that stat this year, but they're really good in yards per play and all that kind of stuff. And that's why they're always such big favorites because Vegas assumes that a lot of that like more fluky slash lucky stuff, I put that in air quotes, is going to normalize. And the real stats right. are what's going to come into play, and so that's and that's why point differential is such a big deal. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's why the Vegas hates the Vikings, I guess. Yeah, I think the last time I said this was when the Vikings were uh, underdogs at home to the Cowboys and then lost by like forty. So yeah, all right, good. Those are good picks, P. Who's thanks, next? Sasha? Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Scott, you're next. <laughs> What's that? You're next. All right. Can I? Uh, I'm three games under 500. You're going to let me pick three games. Can I pick three games? I'm going to hit on all three of them. I guarantee you. you. You guarantee. What happens if you don't? If you don't, you get none of them right. Is that, is that a goal? Is that a deal? Yeah, it's a parlay. If yeah, you, you have games, to parlay. It's a parlay. No, I'm kidding. Right, let's go. You can pick three games. Go ahead. Three team, three team parlay. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. I got the Commanders to cover two and a half against the Browns. Um, Deshaun Watson is is basically a shadow of a for, of his former self. The Browns have nothing to play for. The Commanders have everything to play for. They're at home. Um, as long as Ron Rivera doesn't start Carson Wentz, which makes me very nervous, I'm taking the Commanders to cover two and a half. Um. I am taking the Patriots to cover two and a half against the Dolphins. Uh, I'm assuming no two attack of Iloa. And even if he does play, he's probably going to be concussed mid second quarter. So I'm taking that one Patriots two and a half against the Dolphins. Uh, and then I'm taking the Seahawks plus two and a half at home against the Jets. Three team parlay book it, baby. If it hits, I win the season. Is that how is that how it works? <laughs> Took I think I'm gonna have to I have to reverse parlay it just out of just out of like principle, right? I mean it's the only way. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind the picks. I had the commanders written down as one of my potential picks. I didn't know that Ron Rivera was considering starting Carson Wentz. I hope that's just a false narrative. He said he's he said he's been looking good in practice. Sounds about right. right. Ron Rivera's nuttier than squirrel turds to steal your favorite line. That's pretty nutty. All right. I'm going to cap her upside here a little bit because I'm going to go just to show P how unafraid of him I am. I'm going to go on the other side of that Vikings Packers game and I'm going to take the Ooh. Vikings plus three. Ooh. 
What do you think about that, P? Sick, dude. Uh, you still have to win, so you really are just handing me this year if you lose this game. But I'm glad you have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins on a sort of prime time. Actually, so. I'm going to put you out of your misery because I'm going to cap our upside again, and I'm going to wow. take the Raiders plus five and a half against the 49ers <laughs> just just to show you who's boss. I actually had it written down in my picks, 49ers minus five and a half looks like a really good pick to me. I wrote that on my sheet of paper, and then you took it, and I'm going to fade you and take the Raiders plus five and a half. I love that so much. I'm so excited for this week. Um, Pete, did you do something to Sasha over Christmas? Did, did you not pay your – did you pay December rent? <laughs> no, I'm a little late again. Uh, 22 years in a row. Late. It's kind of – my credit's pretty did low you, right did now, you bring unfortunately. A, did you bring a young woman home to his house? I wish I did, but no, I didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> he, seems ang- he seems angry with you. No, he I, just, I think, you know what I think he did? I think he did some math. And I think he knows that if he just ties me, then he's in the driver's seat. So I think he's doing a little, little bit of tomfoolery going on. I've, that doesn't make any sense. This is straight shenanigans. Bought a set of ping pong paddles for my dad for Christmas. And P used them to beat me in ping pong several times in a row over the and I I thought I was catching up and I I wasn't happy about it. I was up fourteen to ten or something one game and still lost. So I have to get him back somehow on the gambling arena. You bought dad a set of ping pong paddles? Yeah, it's kind of like buying somebody a bowling ball with your own name engraved in it. I bought them so I could dad, use them. <laughs> Dad's barely... Dad Can dad even stand for a whole game these days? <laughs> he can, but I don't think he can actually... That's a, that's, a joke. that's a joke, dad. It's a joke, dad, but it's the, <laughs> it's the seeing of the ball that I think is the biggest obstacle to him winning at ping pong. Uh Congrats, P. You've been winning any beer pong games lately? You actually put me into retirement for a bit. I actually haven't played since, unfortunately. Um, just been really working on my craft on other things that are a little bit more important than beer pong. So, um, just taking a little hiatus. <laughs> All right. We got to get out of this segment, but just real quick, you got to tell me at least one thing that's more important than beer pong. <laughs> you know what? I can't. So... We're going to have to go into break. Yeah, I called your bluff on that one. Let's go to break. On the other side, we're going to do some would you rathers. Would you rather be the basement beer pong champion of the world or live in your own house? More more to come on that. (laughs) Stay with us. Welcome back into Bro Storm Sports. That was an energetic pick segment. Roasted pee a little bit at the end there, but we're going to get into something a little bit different. It's game time here on Bro Storm Sports. So we're going to do Would You game Rathers. Time, game uh, time. Game time. Game time hoop. We're going to do some Would You Rathers kind of rapid fire style. Um, would you rather be one person or the other, one scenario or the other, whatever comes to mind. Uh, but I want to start off with a piece of news. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett or as we affectionately call him, Nat Can't Hack It, 
lost his job as the head coach of the Broncos over the weekend. So we're going to use that to kind of get started. Scott, would you rather be Nat Hackett and be fired from the Broncos or Russell Wilson and have five more years of being on the Broncos? I'd rather be Nat Hackett. Um, Cause I don't know if you saw this weekend, Russell Wilson got sacked repeatedly and was intentionally not helped up by his offensive lineman, which means if I'm Russell Wilson, I have to be around a bunch of people who legitimately hate me for several years to come. So at least Nat Hackett's out of his misery. He can go get a, get a good OC job somewhere, be out of the limelight. People won't make fun of him anymore. Russ has got years of it to come. So I'm going with Nat Hackett. P, you got any thoughts on that? Also, Nat Hackett, I do feel bad for him just in a, just a little bit in a way. I mean, Russell really killed him. Um, and he was really just hired to get Aaron Rodgers in the team anyways. That was his whole his whole appeal. So I do feel bad for Nat Hackett. Hopefully he finds a good OC job somewhere else. I, I feel I feel bad for him from the standpoint from the standpoint that he was just he was like clearly overmatched for the job from day one. And just like it like it just reminded you of a of a like backup that got thrown in way too early and just like shouldn't have been in the game. Um and I like I don't think he ever gets a head coaching job again, which he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, he's uh the Broncos are probably better off, but pretty poor decision by them in the first place. I'll go with uh, being Russell Wilson just because he's richer and has more earning potential moving forward than Nat can hack it. OCs make good money, which is the highest position Nathaniel Hackett will ever hold again in the NFL, but not as good of money as quarterbacks. I have another CR. There's CR, I guess. Yeah, that there's that factor as well. I have another Nat Hackett one, but uh, before we get to that, since Russell Wilson is the quarterback of the Broncos, and there's another team that has a dumpster fire quarterback situation. Which quarterback situation would you rather have? The Broncos one and know you have Russell Wilson, which I guess is not great, or the Jets quarterback situation. And you're basically up in the air for next year. I almost wanted to say the Broncos just because they could draft another quarterback, except for they gave away their draft pick for Russell Wilson. So I have to, I, I'm going to have to say the Jets. Yeah, pretty easy. Pretty easy one. Zach Wilson out. I he sucks. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he got drafted number two overall, but he did, and here we are. The Jets with an elite defense, and what was that dude's name? Savet. Who who went in last Thursday? I don't even know. So so it's it's pretty obvious that you would rather have Mike White than Zach Wilson. But would you rather have Zach Wilson or Malik Willis? Well, first of all. On that previous question, I'd rather be the Seahawks than the Jets or the Broncos on the quarterback situation because they have the Broncos like number two overall pick. Uh, but yeah, good pick. Um, good did you say Mike White or Malik Willis? No, no, no. Zach Wilson or Malik Willis? I'll take Malik. You have? I'll take Malik Willis because I know I don't have anything and I can just move on and not have paid number two pick money and wasted the draft capital on him, and I can just move on with Ryan Tannehill and or draft the next guy. Zach Wilson, basically you're admitting that you failed again after getting rid of Sam Darnold after two years. So I'll go with Malik Willis. I'll, I'll get you one that, I, that I'm stealing from something I listened to earlier today. Would you rather start Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill on crutches? Like they're both on crutches or Tannehill's on crutches and Malik Willis <laughs> is fully mobile? No, no, no. 
No, no, no. Willis has got two able legs. Tannehill's on crutches, but can hey, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. I feel like even if they were both on crutches, I'd go with Malik Willis because his upper body strength is is probably superior to Tannehill's, and he could probably get around better on crutches. But if if only Tannehill's on crutches, then I'll probably go with Tannehill because I think Malik Willis might be better on crutches. <laughs> Poor guy. Right. I'm trying to fall. I was trying to follow the logic there, but sure. it, it can get tough. <laughs> I, hey, I got I back on the Nat Hackett thing. Would you rather be just fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett or future to be fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury? I'm going to once again go Nat Hackett because if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, I have like, little baby Yoda, Kyler Murray yelling at me like every day in the facility. And I know I'm getting fired. Um, yeah, I'm going with Nat Hackett. I'll let you go- jump in on this in a second intern P, but this one's really tough for me because like cliff Kingsbury has classic good looks. So he's got that going for him, Very, but very he's also looking. probably the future like wide receivers coach at Toledo after this year, <laughs> because He's pretty much reached the end of his line in usefulness. He's already tried the college head coaching thing, and he should have been like a college OC before he took this job. I think Nathaniel Hackett will get another NFL OC job at some point, maybe not right away. Uh, He'll probably have to go be like a QB's coach for someone and work his way back up to that. Uh, But given that neither of their coaching prospects are very high after this, I'll go with the good looks and go with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a tough question. Cliff Kingsbury is a beautiful human being, and he has a nice house. Have you seen his house? Uh, but he's not a good coach. The only reason he's even in the NFL is because of Mahomes. Uh, without Mahomes, he's probably – he probably is a wide receiver coach at Toledo, actually. Well, so he got I, fired at Texas Tech even having Mahomes. I was going to say the most amazing slash like underratedly shitty thing about Kingsbury's career is he had – an all-time generational quarterback at Texas Tech, and his teams were still, like, below average. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow for the Cardinals for even hiring him. So, Not only that is, like, we've talked about this once before on the podcast, but Mahomes has what I would say is elite coachability. Like, Andy Reid tells him stuff, and he, he just gets better at it. And Cliff Kingsbury was his coach at Texas Tech, and he was... Mahomes wasn't that good in college. Like he threw picks all the time and made dumbass plays all the time. Um, and then he gets to the NFL, sits for one year, and he's the MVP immediately. So hey, one one like act one like actually relevant point here on this Nat Hackett versus Clint Kingsbury. Who would you rather have? Is that it's I feel like both of them are a lesson in like it's a really bad decision to hire a coach because they're connected to, to some singular player, specifically a quarterback, whether it was Nat Hackett thinking you were going to get Aaron Rodgers or Cliff Kingsbury in, in the like, we're hiring him specifically for the fit with Kyler Murray. It's like an NFL head coaching job is so much bigger than that. You got 53 guys in the locker room. You're like, you're basically the CEO of a business. You've got to define a culture. And like, it's just, it's a terrible decision to hire someone because you think he's can like, woo one player out of 53 there yeah well and like whenever someone's done that it's gone poorly they had the first draft pick so they could have had kyler they actually drafted kyler because they hired cliff kingsbury 
which I think they're the only team that wanted to draft Kyler number one anyways. Yeah. Um, another, another shitty decision. All right, let's shift gears a little bit here. Would you rather be Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo moving like after this season? I mean, Brock Purdy's clearly well endowed, um, but Jimmy G gets all the ladies. That's something I would say. You can't. No that's what I would say. whatsoever. Just <laughs> one of them's got a big dick, and the other guy's pretty good looking. That's what we're going with. Um, Who would you rather be then? I'm going Brock Purdy because I think they're going to the NFC Championship game at the least, and he's probably going to be the starter next year, or at least battle it out with Trey Lance. Right? Jimmy G is going to be. I don't know, probably backing up Jared Goff on the Lions. I'm going to disagree with you. I'll go Jimmy Garoppolo because the best-case scenario for Brock Purdy is that he's battling it out with Trey Lance. He's still on like the league minimum um, Mr. Irrelevant salary, and he has no flexibility to go anywhere. When Jimmy Garoppolo took the pay cut with the Niners going into this year, he he got a, not only a no-trade clause, but a no-tag clause. So he's a guaranteed unrestricted free agent after this year. He can go to any team he wants. He's going to pick a team that he can start with and probably get it like a pretty decent payday to go with it. So I'll go Jimmy Garoppolo. Both of you are nodding in approval. I swear. I like you. that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. that's good logic. All right. I got one for you. I got one for okay. you. Okay. Would you, cause I feel like we, and plus like, Jay Miz is talking about him every week. I think he's like, just like Pearson likes Dan Campbell. And I like, uh, Mike McDaniel. I think, I think Jay Miz's secret man crush is Baker Mayfield. He's always trying to tell us to talk about him. Um, but Baker Mayfield, hell of a game against the Broncos this week. Would you rather at this point in time be Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff? <clears throat> Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff for sure. Big, uh, I don't know though. No, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. What do you, what do you think the odds that McVay resurrects when Stafford's arm falls off over the summer? McVay resurrects Mayfield's career as the starter for the Rams. The interesting thing in is, is like, what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield this offseason? Because I think he's going to be an unrestricted free agent as well. Um, this is the end of his fifth year option. And like, will he be the first? Well, it'll be a test case of like, does a team say, hey, if we can get him for 15 million, uh, maybe it makes more sense than like drafting someone because we can forever have him on this lower contract and put a good roster around him. But then again, the Panthers kind of already tried that this year and he really sucked with them. And now all of a sudden he's better with the Rams. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who signs him in for what amount. Uh, long story short is like, I think Baker Mayfield bet on himself and lost big because the Browns probably offered him like 30 million. He said, no, he wanted to be, you know, reset the market like every quarterback wants to. So they're like, screw it. We'll just go get Deshaun Watson and let you go. And there's no way he's recouping that money that he could have signed with the Browns for on a long-term deal. Dude, he has a ton of money. You've seen the progressive commercials. He he's oh, he's got yeah. a bag. Don't All you worry about the <laughs> commercials. Progressive. Yeah. I I think you're right. And I know we gotta wrap this up, but could someone just explain to me how 
Baker Mayfield puts up 51 against the Broncos defense. Dude, the Broncos. McVay, I guess. McVay, I guess. I mean, it's the only only solution. Yeah, except, yeah, I guess. But the, the Rams offense hasn't been doing anything all year, so. Right. Yeah, right. they've had the who but who is their quarterback? I think there's something weird about Baker Mayfield where it's like once you get more than three games of film on him in an offense, you can just make him like like he must process what's happening live on a field like really terribly. Also, I think the Broncos quit. Like the Broncos are done. Um they quit on Nat Can Hackett and he got fired as a result. Okay, that's fair. I think there's a less than <clears throat> more than 30% chance that Baker Mayfield's the starter for the Rams next season. I think that's his best hope. Like, get paired up with Sean McVay, ride it out that way, because we saw what happened with Matt Rule <laughs> and Carolina and anywhere else. Like, Stefanski's actually a pretty good offensive coach and he didn't succeed long term with the Browns. So well, we thought Stefanski was a good offensive coach. That's that's coming into question lately, the way the Browns have looked this year. But you guys got anything else for me before I wrap up this episode? No. Good session, boys. Right. Merry Christmas. It's been another yeah, successful pro storm session. Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening to this. Happy New Year coming up for you whenever you're listening to this thank you for listening to the end subscribe rate follow us on tiktok follow us on instagram check us out on all the socials we'll see you next time this has been an episode of bro storm sports